Chapter ninety two of the Social War of nineteen hundred or the Conspirators and Lovers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Social War of nineteen hundred or the Conspirators and Lovers by Simon Landis. Chapter ninety two The Shooting of Dr. Juno and the Last Battle the evening when the verdict against dr juno was published to the conspirators army at precisely the same hour when the naturalists army began to move toward the enemy the naturalists received the news half an hour later and this caused a vehement double-quick march for the scene that was to take place the following morning at ten o'clock lucinda telegraphed to her entire army navy and people to make tremendous haste and strike vehemently as they the conspirators had internal trouble which might postpone the execution of her beloved victor the enemy was informed that the naturalists were moving rapidly upon him but this kind of news was not believed by the officers of the conspirators hence they gave themselves no uneasiness in that direction however they feared their own people and the only thing they cared about this report was that it might embolden their soldiers and encourage them in their mutiny general orthod's proclamation was published in the morning papers and by circulars which created a determination against the officers to execute it and frighten the people if possible but the majority of the men of their army that was in that place were only waiting for a time to show their determination and although their fortifications were very strong and a few men could hold an immense force in abeyance still all this would avail nothing on this momentous occasion at eight o'clock in the morning the conspirators had to believe to their sorrow that the army of the naturalists was approaching because their pickets were driven in from all sides who reported that an immense army was besieging them when general orthod ordered the men into the forts but hundreds of them were intoxicated even many of the officers had too much gas on their brains to attend to their duty they had their hands more than full as dr juno must be shot peremptorily at ten o'clock which would be an hour of sore distress because the enemy would be upon them the execution of juno might cause riot and mutiny in their own ranks and what to do was a puzzle to the leading generals in command of the troops time was brief and the rattling of musketry and clattering of wagons and horses hoofs were audibly heard in the distance the fray was ready to begin and the planting of huge cannon all around the conspirators forts seemed to be the work of a minute when shells and hot shot fairly rained upon the fortifications and camps of the conspirators which made awful havoc thousands were shattered to atoms by the fierceness of bursting shells and truly the hour of terror had arrived being now ten minutes of ten o'clock when the officers who were ordered to execute dr juno speedily selected fifty soldiers to prepare to shoot him dr juno was brought into an open space of the main fort and the men were commanded to aim and fire which they did but instead of hitting juno they from some cause or other missed him which amazed and almost paralyzed the officers who were now becoming superstitious believing that this man's life was a charmed one 
this however was not the case but the soldiers aimed two or three inches higher than his head this was a settled matter amongst the soldiers that whoever would be selected to shoot dr juno should aim too high and should any one of them prove false the rest should shoot him on the instant dr juno saw that the officers were affrighted whilst the soldiers seemed to evince a desire to have juno command them when he made one leap for the musket of a soldier who had his piece ready loaded to fire and cried aloud in a commanding manner soldiers obey my orders and shoot down every officer and man who fights any longer against the working people in an instant every officer in that large fort fell dead and the white flag was run up when the naturalists took possession of the strongest fortification general armington commanded this division and as he stepped into the fort who should he behold with open arms but dr juno the scene was a grand and impressive one they embraced each other and wept for joy and the soldiers of both armies who beheld them also shed tears like little children even half-intoxicated men seemed to realize that a holier element was going to rule and that scene of carnage was changed into a peaceful audience chamber but the battle still raged most furiously in other quarters men falling like drops of rain in a furious thunder-shower however the news soon spread that fort principal was taken and that dr juno was alive which caused an instant surrender of the entire union or conspirators army general orthod surrendered his sword to dr juno they being the chief commanders of both armies the general said to dr juno as he handed his sword to him dr juno i cheerfully surrender my sword to you and hope that we may never more have need to take it up my best wishes are for the advancement of your cause i have never understood you until you made that bold and noble speech before the court-martial of which i was president and if you will permit me i will state that myself and my excellent associate here general longhead favored your acquittal which act almost cost us our lives the more rabid and inexperienced officers that were members of that court-martial overruled us but they are every one dead now having been lynched and shot by the mob by the working people who saw in you their saviour and my sympathies were and forever shall be with you and your cause applause with these intrusive remarks i submit myself to your charge and pray to be accepted as a brother naturalist tremendous applause and hurrahs fairly rent the firmament overhead dr juno modestly received the general's sword and said tremulously having been perfectly overcome with joyful emotions this act of yours alone is sufficient joy sobs and tears caused silence for a few minutes i say your generous sympathy overwhelms me with joy and gratitude you sir upon whom i have always looked as having been one of the greatest generals and statesmen that america has ever produced are doing reverence to me and are ready to join our beloved order of naturalists this truly is a conquest of which i am proud and i thank god and my followers for this victory for now little remains to be done to finish the work of reformation because the camel's back is broken 
and the country will freely receive its new habiliments which will bring goodwill to men a thing that must be desirable to all rational minds general orthod i hail the hour and worship the power that gave you into our hands and brought our hearts to beat in unison on the religion of the lord of hosts the blessed naturalist jesus christ is our exemplar and guardian whose sympathies always were with the poor the fallen and needy people i represent him to the best of my ability and i hope that the millennium is not far distant amen to all you have said generous brother responded the general when quite a tumult was caused without the guards miss lucinda armington the female general had arrived and desired to see dr juno which produced tremendous cheering and deafening applause. End of chapter 92